0: This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the virtual healing circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight I want to talk to you about your shadow shadow work, knowing about your shadow has all of a sudden become a big thing, and a lot of people aren't quite sure what it is and what it means. And there's a lot of misconceptions out there on what your shadow is, as well as a lot of misinformation on how you can actually do shadow work. And so my job is to clear that up for you guys tonight. So why is this important? Last week, we talked about your meta-K, your metaphysical kinesthetic and the idea that this is your sixth sense, your guiding light and your sensation of your intuition. And a lot of people were asking, well, why is it so hard to find my Medicaid? How do I find it? How do I get tuned into it more readily? And the key is, see, your shadow is what obscures your Medicaid and makes it harder to notice, which means that the more of your shadow that you bring into the light, the louder and clearer you can notice your intuition, build that trust in yourself, and therefore create a stronger meta Now, if you wanna learn more about the meta if you are new to the circle or the podcast, the last week's episode will catch you up. So what this means is that if you wanna develop your intuition, shadow work is not an option. I'm gonna say that one again. If you wanna develop your intuition, Shadow work is not an option. You must do shadow work in order to be able to hear your intuition properly. So let's back up for a moment. So you'll remember that we have a conscious mind and we have an unconscious mind. So, of course, your conscious mind is everything that you're aware of. So, in this moment, you are likely aware of the sound of my voice. And you might be aware of the purple circle on the screen. And you're likely not aware of the sensation of your hands or your eyebrows. That one always weirds me out. Only now that I mentioned it, you're tuning into that part of your body. So that information has always been there, but it wasn't in your conscious awareness. It was being processed by your unconscious mind. So everything that's in your awareness is your conscious mind. Everything else is your unconscious mind. When it comes to these two parts of us communicating with each other, See, the unconscious mind is associated with the reptilian part of the brain, that older part of the brain. It's more of the, our instinctual self. Before, language was a thing. And so it doesn't speak in language. It speaks in symbols and in pictures. But then we develop this higher level consciousness, our conscious mind awareness, our thinking mental self. And somehow we need these two systems to communicate with each other. And that's where emotions come in. Your emotions are designed to convey information about you, from you, so that you can heal what's in your shadow. Your emotions are just data. They're meant to help you align and calibrate on your alignment with who you are. The problem is is that as the information comes up from your unconscious mind into your awareness, it's also being filtered through all the stuff you don't like about yourself. Our unconscious mind is also where we hide All the parts of ourselves that we don't like about ourselves, all our drama, all our trauma, all our negative self-talk, all our little inner demons lives in our unconscious mind, in our shadow part. And if we are not careful, then that shadow starts to run the show. And that's when life becomes not so much fun. So we've talked in the past about the three eyes, the idea that any kind of energy work, all you really need is to set an intention to allow your imagination to fuel that intention and then to follow your intuition. I wanna give you a level up on this information. This is how they actually work together. Your intention plus your imagination is your intuition. So if you wanna develop your intuition, You can do that and are doing that every time you are activating your imagination, every time you are using your intention to drive your imagination. Remember that your intention is associated with the part of the brain called the reticular activating system. It's what filters information. It's what decides what of all that data coming into you through all of your senses picked up by your unconscious mind, how much of that data actually makes it up into your awareness. And so when your intention is set on avoiding fear, avoiding chaos, then your imagination is going to be imagining chaos, because you have to imagine chaos to know how to get away from chaos. And then your intuition is going to be driven by that, which means your medicaid is going to be super hard to find. Now, your intention is your mental realm thinking self, but unfortunately slash fortunately, We live in a world where we get to interact with other stuff around us, things that are outside of us. So this is your shadow at work. So let's say you're out somewhere and there's some sort of an external stimulus. Let's say someone looks at you and that goes through a filter, a wound of I'm not good enough. That's then going to fuel emotions that's going to translate up into your awareness, something like that person must be judging me or there must be something wrong with me or people are out to get me. Now once we have brought that part of us up into the light, the lesson that that wound might be hiding from us is actually, I am worth noticing. And believe it or not, not only do we hide the I'm not good enough from ourselves, we also hide the I am worth noticing from ourselves. Things in your shadow aren't always negative. We hide our power from ourselves, in our shadow. This idea of, oh, I gave my power away, that's not actually possible. But you can hide it so thoroughly from yourself that you think it's not even there. And so hiding in your shadow isn't just bad oogity-boogity stuff. Our self-worth sometimes is trapped in our shadow. Our knowledge that we are worth noticing is trapped in our shadow. Once we bring that up into the light, and our emotions are gonna be driven by that filter. And then the conclusion that we live our life by is that person noticed me because I'm noticeable, which is a very different place to live from. So what exactly is a shadow? According to psychologist Carl Jung, your shadow is any part of your personality that you reject or resist, positive or negative. It's the part of you that you don't like about yourself won't admit to yourself try saying to yourself in your head i'm a warrior goddess and see all the little voices that pop up underneath that it's the part that you hide from yourself it's all the unhealed parts of you that are still trapped in the darkness and they are searching for the light we tend to get this image um and a lot of this is from more of the esoteric traditions that your shadow is somehow evil and it's out to get you, it's not. It wants the light, it wants your love, it wants your compassion, it's just stuck in the dark. So what exactly is stored in your shadow? Emotions you don't allow yourself to feel. Anger is a super big one. That is the one emotion we do not like to admit that we have. We certainly don't wanna show it to anyone, And we'll even go so far as to give it other names so as not to admit that we're angry. We'll say that we're frustrated or annoyed, but we won't actually say anger. We hide that in our shadow. Uh, Beliefs that you have about yourself that you won't allow yourself to believe, positive or negative. Sometimes we believe that we are amazing, but someone else told us that we're not, and so we won't let ourselves believe what we know about ourselves. And so that's hidden in our shadow. Fears you don't want to admit to having, and it's going to be conscious things that we block or otherwise. And memories you don't want to acknowledge. That's like childhood trauma stuff. So all that is stored in your shadow to keep you functioning because your unconscious mind's number one job is to keep you safe. If you had all this stuff rattling around in your conscious mind all day long, life would suck. In fact, when you get to the point that you end up reaching out to someone like myself for help, Usually, it's because there's no more room to hide it from yourself. It's gotten to the point where you have to listen. It's gotten louder. Life's gotten lifey, means your shadow's not letting you get away with it anymore because it's time for you to heal. Now, I've talked about the idea of perception is projection in my Rewrite Your Story online course. We go super deep into this concept, and this idea was born from Carl Jung. And what he claimed was that these parts of us that we hide from ourselves, the only way for us to ever know they're there, because we hide them so thoroughly that we don't know that we don't know, the only way for us to ever heal them is to project them out onto the people around us so that the people around us become a mirror for all our unhealed parts. Which means if you keep attracting the same kind of people or circumstances in your life, you can change it healing whatever it is in you. And here's the thing with shadow work, you don't know what you don't know. And it can suddenly become poof, you know, an Oprah moment where all of a sudden you're like, have this massive aha, and usually the amounts of entropy and pressure that it takes to get you to that point is no fun, frankly. That's what we call hitting rock bottom and living in the dark night of the soul. It'll work. But there are much easier ways to do that so if you notice similar circumstances showing up in your life if you're like no matter what i do i always get the same result chances are there is an aspect of your shadow that is crawling towards the light and is being projected onto other people to give you the opportunity to heal it the question is can you see it that way or is that still in your blind spot so how to actually heal your shadow so the first step is just to acknowledge that a healthy human being feels all their emotions, including the icky ones and inconvenient ones. Stop hiding from your emotions. Let yourself feel them. Be, get down and dirty with your emotions. I was talking to someone a few weeks ago about, uh, She's saying, oh, you know what, I was sad all day and I am just throwing myself a pity party. I'm like, nice, did you get balloons? If you're going to throw yourself a pity party. Get balloons and streamers, like make it a shindig and a half. Why do we resist that? Throw the pity party, have fun, make it horrible. Do the drama falling against the door, sliding down, slowly cry, I love that one. Do the curled up in a ball under the shower, water, crying. Let yourself feel all the depth of that emotion so that it comes out into the light. So that's one option. Two is letting go of any beliefs or fears or traumas or triggers that are stuck in there Triggers basically mean that an emotion came up at some point and instead of actually getting the wisdom from it, we pushed it back down, but we bookmarked the spot so we can come back to it. And over time, we get all these little bookmarks or pins letting us know where to go back to. And then when stuff happens in the present moment, all that stuff from the past lights up. When we have all this stuff stuck in our shadow, life becomes an endless stream of managing triggers and managing symptoms and it is a perfectly valid option. And a lot of us get sick of that path super fast. It wears thin. It really does. One option is to work with someone who specializes in shadow work. There's a reason I have my own coach. My life is my blind spot. I, by very definition, don't know what's in my shadow. I know my victim story and I will hold tight to it and I will fight my coach when she tries to tell me that it's wrong. And I need her to give me that perspective and help me through that, to help me bring it into the light because some things we hide so thoroughly that we can't find them, in fact, most things. And another way to heal your shadow, get ready for this, those of you who've worked with me or been around for a while, you can do anger work, or what I'm now calling the anger purge ritual. Ta-da! What makes anger work so powerful and why you resist it so much in the beginning is because anger is the emotion that we hide in our shadow very well. And so doing anything that lets it out and gives it voice and brings it into the light, you'll resist, of course you'll resist it, unless you have someone to help you through it, or frankly have balls of steel. I don't think even I can do it without um, someone making me do it sometimes, right? Shadow work is not meant to be easy, that's the definition of it. So the anger purge ritual or anger work, for those of you who are new to this, It's a three step process. It's super quick and easy and it's shadow work. So don't be surprised if you resist it to some degree. Step one, you're going to set your space. You're going to get yourself bubbled and grounded. You're going to pick an anger tool of your choice. I like punching pillows. I like taking a washcloth and smacking it on things or strangling it because it feels violence. I like to kick a beanbag chair. I like to scream into a pillow. I like to scream at trees. Um, of course, always ask permission and give thanks afterwards because it's a nice thing to do. So you're gonna do something to get the anger up to the surface. And the reason we have to do this step is because you're We hide it so well that we don't know it's there. So something happens during the day. Someone ticks us off during the day. By the time we get home, we're like, eh, I'm over it. But we're not. It's still in there. And so because anger is such a physical emotion, we need to do something physical to bring it back up to the surface, to bring it into our conscious awareness. So when you're doing that physical part, you are pulling it up into your conscious awareness. In other words, from your emotional realm up to your mental realm. You're going to set a timer for two minutes, and you are going to do something physical punch the pillow, strangle, smack, whatever. You must set a timer. Time will flow differently when you're with your emotions. It'll either go super fast or you'll be like, mm, this is done yet. And then once the timer goes off, you're gonna reset it for three minutes and then your goal is to put your pen on a piece of paper and keep that pen moving for a solid three minutes. Whatever comes out, even if you're just writing, um, um, nothing's coming. I don't know what to write. This is weird. It doesn't, I sometimes write what I want for lunch. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be Shakespeare. You're just giving a voice to a part of your shadow. You are opening up a channel and you are releasing the pressure that's built up. The degree to which you resist your anger is the degree to which your shadow is running the show. I'm going to say that one again. The degree to which you resist your anger is the degree to which your shadow is running the show. So if you find that getting anger work done is really, really tricky, or if you find that after working with me you're surprised at how much easier it got once we cleared stuff out for you, that's not by accident. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that your emotions are conveying information that are helping you calibrate and find new aspects of your shadow to heal. When these emotions come up, it is your unconscious mind talking to you. Sadness is telling you that you need healing because there's been a loss. And that part needs to be brought up into the light. Anger is telling you that you're giving too much or you're not receiving enough. And so oftentimes that means you're not asking or you don't know what you need. And so bringing that part up into the light. Remember that your shadow is a part of you. It is not something to be feared or shunned. It's actually a part that requires and deserves so much love and compassion. It is the unwanted child that we shove in the corner because it's a nuisance. It doesn't need to be ignored, it needs to be honored. Remember that if you can name it, that ain't it. I love when I hear people say things like, I'm working on my shadow, I did shadow work, I know exactly what it is, the problem is that I'm not good enough. And I'm like, great, but if you can name it, that means it made it up into your awareness, so it's not in the shadow. It might be something you don't like and certainly needs to be worked on, but it's already brought up into the light. Your shadow, by very definition, is hidden from you. And while some things might trickle up to the surface now and then, If you can name it, that ain't it. If something's bubbled up, I guarantee there's something deeper. And by very definition, you cannot be aware of what you are hiding from yourself. So if you can name it, that ain't it. Remember that your anger is one of the keys to healing your shadow. Working with your emotions is important, and your anger in particular is such an important part of who we are. It's such an important emotion because it's directly connected to our sense of self. In our place in the universe. And it is the one that we turn off the first and is the one that we hide from ourselves the most. And so, working with and becoming comfortable with that part of you is an important part of healing your shadow. As always, I'm going to remind you to decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it. By very definition, your shadow is going to feel because <laughs> it's all the stuff that you have hidden from yourself. So, just the idea of it is probably enough to make you be like nope click end on the call. Just decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it and that's the decision that will always get you towards healing. Now if there is some information or concepts from tonight that you want to go deeper with or get a deeper reminder of, my Bridging the Gap online course is open and available now for registration. It is five and a half hours of content, split over 20 videos that you have access to for a lifetime. So you can go through it at your own pace. And we cover everything from altars to sacred spaces to symbols and sigils and all sorts of fun stuff, all the way up to protective rituals. So if that's something that you're interested in, please let me know or go to livelifeunbroken.com bridge and get all the information there. Uh, and if you ever have any questions, of course, you know how to find me through my website at livelifeunbroken.com or through email or social media. I have a question uh, regarding that sentence that you said, um, if you can name it, it ain't it. Yeah. If you can name it, that ain't it. Yeah. But like, so, but, but we're going to be writing, no? Everything that we feel and that's you're going so- to be letting anything come out that needs to come out, and oftentimes you don't even know what you wrote until you go back after. The goal is to get it coming directly from your unconscious mind out onto paper. And this is going to get so there are aspects of your shadow that have to be worked on in layers. So you can do anger work for 30 days in a row, and you can do that for multiple times in a row. And over time, each time, you're going to get more and more of that part into the light. And sometimes we have so many things hidden down there and in the dark that just the idea of going to face it is traumatic in and of itself and we can't do it. And that's when it's helpful to work with someone. So when I work with people in my one-on-one practice, we pull out a lot of it at once. I get rid of all the major stuff that you're not even aware is down there. And then the anger work is more of a maintenance to stop it from clogging up again. So you are getting stuff out by virtue of the fact that you're just unconsciously writing. It's called a stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, your thinking part's going to get in the way. You're going to be like, ah, no words are coming. I don't know what to write. And then later on, you'll realize that's what you write. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You literally write that. And then as that happens, things will come out and you'll go back and read it afterwards and be like, I don't even know where that came from. Mm -hmm. Did that answer the question? Yep. Perfect. Awesome. Great question. Thank you. Yes. So for the, you said to bubble and ground before you do the anger work. Is it possible or is it okay to do the anger work and then do the bubbling, grounding, and the whole, like, because like, the last time, what, a few days ago I did the anger work. I did that first. And did the whole everything else that we've done, including the middle pillar. Because I feel like then you're calm and everything. And then just to go back after that and get angry and do all that stuff.
1: You of get out of the
0: whole like, calm, meditative part of it. Or is it better to do it while you're in that, I guess? I so there is no right or wrong answer. I would encourage you to do it both ways and see which one works better for you. Because you will find it a very different experience both ways, and you might find that you like one better than the other, or that you don't like it, but that's what you needed. <laughs> okay. So, awesome question. Thanks. Um, Can anybody do the anger work? Like, is it okay to share this? I know I am always wanting to share. So, the first answer is, (laughs) Boundaries. I know. Use with self first. If after 30 days of doing the anger work, you are just so excited for how much transformation you have experienced that you want to share that transformational story with other people, then yes. But if you yourself are like, I should do it, but I don't, but you're telling everyone else about it, I would okay. <laughs> not recommend that path. <laughs> so yeah it's totally fine to share and okay. make sure that again healthy boundaries self first yeah. inspire others do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time if so check out live life slash circle and join my free circle membership receive weekly reminders bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego, and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time in circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after, I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.LiveLifeUnbroken.com slash circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.L-I-V-E L-I-F-E U-N-B-R-O-K-E-N dot com backslash circle C-I-R-C-L-E Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.